الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الامي وعلى اله وصحبه تسليما سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home in tonight's session of dars-e hadith i know alhamdulillah <coughs> we are continuing on a very important and special subject the history of the companions of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam but in tonight's session i wish to talk on the significance of this blessed month of muharram before i continue to understand the significance and the importance of this blessed month muharram we have to understand one very important hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam imam bukhari rahmatullah alayhi has mentioned this hadith which is narrated by hazrat umar farooq radiyallahu ta'ala an it is the first hadith in his kitab al-jami' as-sahih he says that nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam has mentioned inma al-a'malu bin-niyat whatever action you take in this dunya your action will be judged by your intention if i sit here with the intention that when i lecture after my lecture or my bayan people will say wahwa mashallah what a good speech then there is no thawab and if you sit here with any other intentions and motives except for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then you'd rather sit at home with your family members because you won't receive nothing not thawab at all but if you sit here for the sake of Allah then the best place to sit is the house of Allah and to listen to 
the words of Allah and the words of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In Islam, intention is very, very important. Whatever you do, it is for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for no one else. Innamal a'malu bin niyyat, whatever you do, Allah judges you by your intention. You lift up your hands in front of Allah like this. Is it for the sake of Allah or is it so people look at you and say to you, MashaAllah, look at this man. Look how pious he is. You stand in the front of and you weep and you cry in front of Allah. Are your tears for the sake of Allah? Or is it for sure? The clothes that you wear, is it for the sake of Allah, the Sunnah of Rasulullah? The charity that you give, is it for the sake of Allah? Allah wants something that is pure and clean from you. Nothing that is polluted and stained with guna. He wants something from us which is pure for him only. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The khulus that sahaba kiram ajma'een had. Everything was for the sake of Allah. In jihad, someone spits on the face of Hazrat Ali. Hazrat Ali takes his sword and puts it down. And he sits down. Kafir is shocked. He doesn't know what to do. I have been fighting this man for one hour. Asadullah, the liar of Allah. And now I spit on him. He suddenly gives up. He gives up everything. He sits. And he doesn't know what to do. And he said to Hazrat Ali, or Ali, what are you doing? Hazrat Ali stood up. Hazrat Ali said to him, I am checking my soul, my ruh, my heart, that am I going to fight you for the anger of your spit on my face or am I fighting you for the sake of Allah? Kitna khulus, In the battle of Uhud, one sahabi whose name is Hazrat Harram, what is his name? Hazrat is fighting with this man who is with the kuffar whose name is Hazrat Jabbar eventually Hazrat Jabbar gets the better of Hazrat Haram and he's got his sword and he pierces his sword through the stomach and Hazrat Haram the Sahabi falls down when he falls down, this disbeliever, a kafir, sits on top of Hazrat Haram and looks at him and wants to see the pain and agony that this Sahabi is going through. 
But what pain, what agony. On the contrary, the Sahabi looks at him with a sword in, in the stomach. And this ishara to him, come down. And this is in the middle of uh, fierce fighting. Hazrat Haram is shocked. And Hazrat Jabbar is shocked. Hazrat Haram is the Sahabi who was wounded. And there's blood oozing out from his mouth, he can't speak. So this young man, Jabbar, who was strong, much stronger than that Sahabi, Hazrat Haram, who was old in age, puts his ears close to the mouth of this wounded Sahabi. And this Sahabi says to Jabbar, Oh, Jabbar, listen to me. Fuzdu wa rabbil Ka'bah. Subhanallah. Fuzdu wa rabbil Ka'bah. By that Allah, who is the Lord of Kaaba, Haram has attained victory. Blood is coming out. Sword is in the stomach. The wife will become a widow. The children are to become orphans. And Hazrat Haram is swearing and saying, Fustu Rabbil Kaaba, Kaaba ke Rabki ka sammeta kaabiyam hoongi. Ye koi cheez insan ki samajne aasakti hai, Dr. Sahab, bataya. How can you understand this? He is departing from dunya, and yet his khulus, his love for Allah, is so much that he thinks, Fustu Rabbil Kaaba. You think that by putting sword inside me, by killing me, you see the blood that comes out, you think I am a loser, I have been defeated? No. And again, this young man, Jabbar, was shaken. And he just moved out from the battlefield and sat on the side. And he had no spirit to fight, no, no courage, no ruh to fight the Muslims again. A man of understanding, how can he say, Fustu Warabil Kaaba? After the battle of Uhud, he went to some of the Muslimin. He said, look, explain to me how Hazrat Haram, who died by my sword in him, these are his last words, Fustu Warabil Kaaba. And they laughed at him and they said to him, let us take you to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was standing in front of him. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam explained to him what is dunya, what is akhirat, what is qabr, and what is jannah, and what is jahannam. When Huzur alayhi salam was explaining that to him, he looked at Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam and he said, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah. وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّكَ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُ And he became a Muslim. Kasi Shah. Hazrat Jabbar radiallahu ta'ala an become the Sahabi and Hazrat Haram who died at that time by the hands of Hazrat Jabbar, he is also a Sahabi. Both will enter Jannat. Khulus. إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالْنِيَّاتِ Allah looks at your intention, my brothers. Allah, 
آپ حضرات کو بھی توفیق دیں ان دا سیم حدیث رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم میں سے فمن کانت ہجرتہو الاللہ ورسولی فہجرتہو الاللہ ورسولی If someone migrates for the sake of Allah and his messenger, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him the reward for that because he's done that migration for the sake of Allah. وَمَنْ كَانَتْ هِجْرَتُهُ إِلَىٰ دُنْيَا أَوْ اِمْرَأَةٍ يُسِيبُهَا أَوْ يَنْكِحُهَا فَهِجْرَتُهُ إِلَىٰ مَهَاجْرَ إِلَيْهِ But if a man travels, migrates from one city to another city, one country to another country for dunya, or for a woman, then Allah will judge him accordingly, whatever his intention is. From this hadith of Rasulullah, which is Jami'ul Kalim, one of the most important sayings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is that we check our intention, but in the same hadith, in the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to follow up, to follow up sincerity of intention, is to explain to us also how important this episode, this event in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the migration from Makkatul Mukarramah to Madinatul Munawah. If we can't understand this migration from Makkah to Madinah Munawwara, then we haven't understood anything, my respected brothers. We have to be perfect. We have to make sure that we start using the Islamic dates and the calendars. Muharram is the first month in the Islamic calendar. Hamitah February hi hai. February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Kisi ko poocho, my Muslim brothers, stand up and take the names of all the Islamic months. Maybe some of you might not know that. I'm not here to take anybody's test. But I'm just saying that this is who we are today. یہ تو اچھا ہے وہ نظم محرم صفر ربیع الاول ربیع الثانی these are the months in in Islam ماشاءاللہ یہ بچے بچے پڑھتے ہیں سنتے ہیں تو ماشاءاللہ at least they have knowledge and at least they know the months in Islam a lot of the adults won't know and Allah gives jazai khair to Sayyidina Umar Farooq ربی اللہ تعالی as was touched by Malala Sahib in Jumu'ah he was the pioneer he was the man who by the barakat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the companions he set uh, the Islamic dates and the recording the Christians record their dates from the birth of Isa alayhi salatu was salam and the Muslims we record our Islamic dates from the migration of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Muharram al-Haram Muharram becomes the first month of the Islamic calendar that is why Abu has mentioned in the Hadith and Hijrah is even mentioned in the Quran, so that the importance of Hijrah is understood by all the Muslimin, because the dates in Islam they work upon the Hijrah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So Muharram becomes the very first month in the Islamic calendar. <coughs> Significance, the virtue of the month of Muharram. Very quickly, my respected brothers. Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he came to Madinatul Munawwara, 
he noticed that the local Jewish residents of Taba, Medina at that time, they held this day in great esteem and they would fast. Rasulullah went to them and said to them, Why do you fast on this day? Why is this day so important to you? Huzur had all the knowledge. He was the Prophet and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would inform him by the means of revelation. And the Jews said to him that on this day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu wasalam and Banu Israel and Fir'aun and Fir'aun with his people, with his army was drowned. His entire army was destroyed on this day. Allah saved Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. They say that out of shukr, Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu wasalam also fasted on this day. Hazrat Nabi Kareem, I think I'll use this. This is a very important topic, my respected brothers. Please bear with me. Sundera here. I want to touch on some of the other things that go on in the month of Muharram and we as Muslims must have the knowledge what we have to do in the month of Muharram and he and they said that because Musa alayhi salatu was saved so we fast Musa alayhi salam also fasted sallallahu alayhi wasallam looked at them and smiled that the mockery that they do in the name of Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu was salam and his sharia that they have completely rejected the teachings of Musa alayhi salam but when it comes to fasting and remembering Musa alayhi salam on that one day of Ashura the 10th of Muharram they want to fast in front of them Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said فَأَنَا أَحَقُّ بِمُوسَى مِنْكُمْ these are the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that I and my Ummah are more deserving and we are more close to Musa alayhi salatu wasalam than yourselves. Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam fasted on the 10th of Muharram not to forget that this fast was not due to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam's conversation with the Jews but before the fasting in the month of Ramadan was made obligatory before Ramadan the companions and Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam would fast in the month of Muharram the ulama have said that the fasting in the month of Muharram was farz but when Ramadan Roza became farz the fasting in the month of Muharram became optional Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said in the hadith that if you fast on this one day, the 10th of Muharram Ashura, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive your past one year sins, minor sins. Because major sins you have to repent sincerely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said in the hadith also. He said to the companions that next year, if I am alive, I will fast on the ninth and also on the tenth. Why? Khaliful Yahud, as not to imitate the kuffar, the Jews. No one should say, oh, the Muslims are imitating the Jews. No, this was not the practice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam fasted and commanded the ummah to fast on the ninth or the, and the tenth, or the tenth and the eleventh. So the one thing we have to do at least in the month of Muharram is on the ninth and the tenth we should fast. Itna And the second thing is that on the tenth of Muharram be more generous to your family members. If a lady wants to cook one dish, then tell her to cook a bit more. Do teen item banai. kare. Give it to your friends and family. Give it to the poor people, whatever they need. On the tenth, Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam has said that if you show generosity on the tenth of Muharram, Allah will show his generosity to you for your entire life. Allah will open up the doors of sustenance for you. And this was the tartib of ulama and shuyukh that on the tenth they would give charity. They would give a lot in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in return they would get a lot. So these are the two main things in the month of Muharram that the Ummah should do. Fasting, worshipping, obediency to Allah, that is there. And the second thing is to show generosity on the tenth of Muharram. Anything else is not found and verified in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Many events have taken place, but this is historical facts, historical events. It has got nothing to do with, with the, the fazila of Muharram. This is very important for us to understand. Very important. When I was in Portugal uh, in the month of Muharram, it was my Jumu'ah. And I did not touch on the subject of Karbala and how Hazrat Hussain radiallahu ta'ala an was made shaheed. And the people were shocked there. They said to me, Malana, you missed the main talk. You missed half from the main subject of Muharram. People did not even understand what is the fazila of Muharram. Hazrat Hussain radiallahu ta'ala an was to my best knowledge, not even born at that time, for he was the son of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. Yes, it is a historical fact. It, the death of Hazrat Hussein coincides with Ashura on the 10th of Muharram, but his shahadat is not something that is part of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam as in virtue for that month of Muharram. That we have to understand. Unfortunately, even we Sunni Muslims today want to dress up in black. When Hazrat Ali himself has said, La talbisus Fir'aun. Don't wear black clothes. That was the clothes of Fir'aun. Now, if you see me wear black jabba, don't give me fatwa, okay? <laughs> There's another meaning to this. These were the words of Hazrat Ali, radiallahu ta'ala. And these are the words of Hazrat Ali, Ali radiallahu ta'ala. <coughs> Subhanallah. 
And you don't want to make nikah in the month of Muharram. And as if the month of Muharram is for sorrow, to mourn, a month of grief, a month of sadness. We will see our women uh, doing khatam. For 10 days they will do khatam. Exactly following the track of Shiism. Exactly. They've got nothing of Sunnism in them. Sir Ankhote Hazrat Hussain radiallahu ta'ala. Every Muslim mu'min has the love of Hazrat Hussain radiallahu ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. Huzur alayhi salatu wa salam has said, These are my two flowers from Jannah that Allah has given me in dunya. Rayhanaya. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, Sayyidah shababi ahlil Jannah. They will be the leader of the youth in Jannah. The, the sons of Hazrat Fatima, the sons of Hazrat Ali. Huzur alayhi salam loved them so much that if Huzur alayhi salam was playing nawafil and he went into ruku and sujood, the sons would come, grandsons, and they would climb onto the back of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam would lengthen his sujood because the, the grandsons were on the back. This was the love that he had for Hazrat Hassan and Hussain radiallahu ta'ala. When he would see Hazrat Hassan and Hussain, Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam would hug them and hold them. That is why some of the scholars have said that it is natural for, uh, for someone to love his grandchildren. For someone to love his grandchildren. Because we see this in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And a hadith, the, the companions say that the, the top half of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was uh, in Hazrat Hassan radiallahu ta'ala as in if you look at Hazrat Hassan radiallahu ta'ala and from the face to the waist he would look like Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and from the waist to the feet Hazrat Hussain radiallahu ta'ala was exactly like Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam so let us not forget we have deep deep love for Hazrat Hussain radiallahu ta'ala but as Muslims we have to have the right balance it is not a month of grief my respected brothers and elders is to attain that status of shahadat an embarrassing point in life should we cry over somebody's shahadat when Allah has said wala taqulu liman yuqtalu fi sabilillahi amwat don't even say the one who is killed in the path of Allah that he is dead, he is alive. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said, I wish I would fight in the path of Allah and someone would make me shaheed, then Allah would give me life again, then I would become shaheed, then Allah would give me life again, then, then I would become shaheed. And he said this three times, this is how much he had loved that status of shahadat. And he would often say, Allahumma inni as'aluka shahadatan fi sabilik. I ask uh, the status of shahadat, the maqam of shahadat in your path, O Allah. And Hazrat Umar Farooq would often make this dua. Allahumma zukni shahadatan fi sabilik. Allah give me shahadat in your path for the sake of Allah. Wa amitni fi, fi baladi habibik and give me death in the city of your beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah accepted his dua. So is it a point of sadness? Is it a dark day for the Muslimin 
Because Hazrat Hussain radiallahu ta'ala an was made shaheed. Wala hawla wala quwwata illa billahi al-aliyyul And to mourn in Islam for more than three days, it is haram. It is not jayz. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given la'nat, la'anallahu al-la'iha. Now just to finish off my respected brothers and elders. Why is it that we the Sunnis don't remember the shahadat of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala? Why don't our Sunni women pray for 10 days and make khatam in the name of Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala? When Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala was Khalifa Thani, the second Khalifa of Rasulullah. When Huzur alayhi salatu was salam says, if after me any man qualifies for that ranking of prophethood, it would have been Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala. Why do we conveniently omit all the companions and only give ranking to one shahadat and crying and mourning and, and slapping the cheeks and ripping out your clothes and chaining yourself? Oh yes. Bilkul. And in India, and even in Pakistan, and in the subcontinent, you ha- they make uh, wooden buildings, and which are famously known as Tajia. What is it? Tajia. And Sunni Muslims hold the Tajiyas in the night, and it is a night of great celebration. Women come out, and you see the lightings and everything. Sharbat is there. And all the Sunni Muslims are da- dancing and crying and some will take a knife and put it on their tongues and blood will come out. Sunni Muslims, Sunni Muslims. What are we doing? If Hazrat Omar Farooq was alive to see you do that, he'd slay all of you, sir. With his own hand. When once Huzur alayhi salatu was salam went to a janazah of someone who died and in that area the custom was that if someone of a high ranked person died they would take off their kurta, the chadar that they would wear. Some of the companions that were there, this is what they did, they took out their chadar and Huzur alayhi salatu was salam looked at them and got angry and he said that you are doing something of jahiliyyah. You have taken out your chadar because someone who has passed away, you are mourning, you are going against the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he said, I wish I would lift up my hands and I would do baddua against you and to, to curse all of you. And that Allah would make your surat masq and that he would transform your faces into animals. That is, you follow anything else besides my teachings. His own daughter, Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha passed away. Some of the ladies came to cry. And Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to them, no. If tears flow out and if there's pain in the heart, this is natural, this is rahmat, this is mercy. But to beat your face and slap your face, to, to slap your, your, your cheeks and to tear out your clothes and to scream and to do wa this is not jayiz in Islam. And this is what they do. And this is what we, the Sunni Muslims do, who have no knowledge, my respected brothers and elders. And do you know when Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala was made shaheed? 
If anybody knows, can you just lift up your, your hand? One and two. We the Sunni Muslims know, only two here know the date of death or the date of shahadat of Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala. Hazrat Umar Farooq was made shaheed on the first day of Muharram, by which the Islamic calendar starts. Yakam Muharram, first Muharram. Why don't we remember Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala? He was made shaheed. Why don't we remember? Why don't we remember Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala on the 18th of Dhul Hijjah? He was made shaheed in, in a manner that for 50 days he was locked up in his room in Medina. So much so that water was not allowed to be passed on to him. The man who gave Bire Roma to the Muslimin, the man who freed all the wells that were in the control of the Jews and made it waqf to the Muslimin today, the enemies are not giving him water. Who will pick up the history books and see who were the culprits, who were the people who assassinated Hazrat Asman, Yahud and Shia? Who were the people who assassinated Hazrat Umar Farooq? Shi'iyun, Abu Luqlu, who was the slave who attacked Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala an, was a perfect, was a Shia. And later on in the time of Hazrat Uthman, Abdullah bin Sabah was a Jew. And, for the, and to receive protection from the Muslimin conveniently as a munafiq, he did bay'ah on the hands of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and Abu Lu'lu was a man from Iran and the leader at that time of Iran was Haramzan and it was Abu Lu'lu who came and he was the one who attacked Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala what has happened to the Sunni Muslim jisne hamare khalifa-e-sani ko qatl kiya hum in logo ki tartib ikhtiyar kare Ahmak nahi to bewakuf hai hum musalman. Agar abhi bhi aankh nahi khul. And then they say, oh, ulama like to split Muslim community. They like to divide. This is what they are good at. Dividing Muslims. Pata chalega on the day of Qiyamah. When you will be divided, even Jahannam will be divided. Each person is distributed in Jahannam for the aqidah that he holds. And one of the signs of Qiyamah is that people will have no respect for Sahabai Kiram Ajmaeen. Abu Lu'lu was a Faris, Farisi from Iran. Haramzan, Shia, Irani. This is the history, my respected brothers. We don't remember Hazrat Osman's Shahadat. We don't remember Hazrat Umar Farooq's Shahadat. We don't even remember Hazrat Ali, his Shahadat. And why is it? that we don't remember Hazrat Hassan radiallahu ta'ala but everyone concentrates on Hazrat Hussain when Hazrat Hassan was also poisoned why? why people don't remember Hazrat Hassan? because Hazrat Hassan did bay'ah to Hazrat Muawiyah which the Ahle Tash'i don't like and that is why they talk about Hazrat Hussain and not about Hazrat Hassan radiallahu ta'ala because it is a recorded fact that Hazrat Hassan did bay'ah to Hazrat Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala. 
لیکن حضرت حسن کا ذکر نہیں ہوگا مائی ریسپیکٹ برادرز وی ہیو ٹو بی ویری ویری کیئرفل صحابہ کرام اجمعین و ویری ویری کیئرفل ان مسجد نبوی منافقین وہ ان مسجد نبوی وی ڈونٹ ریمبر حضرت حمزہ رضی اللہ تعالی عن شہادت وی ڈونٹ ریمبر دیٹ لیڈی دا فرسٹ لیڈی ٹو ٹو گیٹ دیٹ رینکنگ آف شہادت شہیدہ واز ناٹ اے مین واز اے وومن حضرت سمیہ ون ابو جہل سیڈ ٹو ہر Turn away from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I will free you. She spat on the face of Abu Jahl and she said, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Subhanallah. Hazrat Sumayyah was standing a lady and Mal'oon Abu Jahl had that spear and he poked it into Hazrat Sumayyah radiallahu ta'ala and had ripped her apart completely the body into two halves. First, Shahadat was a lady in the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One hand was tied to one camel, the other hand was tied to the other camel. One leg was tied to the third camel, the other leg was tied to the fourth camel. The kuffar were laughing and they're saying, all we have to do is whip the camels and Yasir, Yasir, you will die a tragic death, a painful death. You still have time. Apostate, turn away, become murtad. Turn away from the teachings of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhanallah. Hazrat Yasir said, do what you want. They whipped the camels, four camels. And every limb of the body was torn apart. And Hazrat Yasir radiallahu ta'ala became shaheed. Why don't we remember Hazrat Yasir? Why don't we remember Hazrat Sumayyah, Hazrat Hamza, Hazrat Ali Shahadat, 21st of Ramadan? Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an shahadat, Hazrat Usman shahadat, the, the people of Badr, the people of Wuhud shahadat, all the shuhada in Islam, we have a history of shuhada, but no. We still want to follow the track of Shizam. We don't even know the significance of Muharram and we will follow those that have no understanding of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'at. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq, my respected brothers and elders. In a very brief manner, these are very important issues that we have to understand. That we as Muslims have deep love for the family members of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, But the significance of Muharram is something else. And the events that took place in Karbala, that is a historical fact. In Islamic history this is mentioned. That has got nothing to do with the fazilat of Muharram. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not mention it as part of the virtue of Muharram. Baat samajh mein aaye ya nahi mere aziz. So we are ahlu sunnah wal jama'ah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that jama'ah that will go to Jannah and the companion says which is that jama'ah? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam says ma'ana alayya wa ashabi the, the jama'at that follows me and the jama'at that follows my companions and this is where we get the word Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'at 
Huzur alayhi salam did not say Ahlul Hadith wal Jamaat. Have you ever heard Ahle Hadith wal Jamaat? Who are you? Oh, we are Ahle Hadith wal Jamaat. Sunaigun? No. There is no such thing as Ahle Hadith wal Jamaat. It is Ahle Sunnah wal Jamaat. Because Ahle Hadith, to practice upon every Hadith of Rasulullah, it is impossible. We as Muslims have to practice the Sunnah of Rasulullah. That is why it is Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq when we go home explain this to our ladies explain this uh, to uh, all the family members of our friends and understand the ranking of sahaba kiram ajma'in first is Hazrat Abu Bakr then Hazrat Umar Farooq then Hazrat Uthman then Hazrat Ali radiyallahu ta'ala and then the tartib of Khulafai Rashidin Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq to make amal on what has been said وآخروا دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين ترشيب الله اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وسلم تسليما اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم إنا نسلك العفو والعافية في الدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنا نسلك من رزاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من جذبك والنار سمعنا وأطعنا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين